0: Hey guys, my name is Emma Mack, and you are listening to the Getting to Know God podcast. Most of you guys don't know me. I am 25 years old, and I live in Texas. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a speaker. This is just from my personal study and what I've learned. I just want to strengthen my relationship with God and lead others to do the same. So that's where I'm at, and hopefully you'll take this ride with me. Firstly, I would just like to say that I am so sorry. My throat is a little bit sore. I've been literally coughing all day. And so it's going to sound a little bit weird today. So over the next couple of episodes, we are going to go through the book of James. So this is going to be a little study with me through James. So you guys can either just listen along or if you want, you can pull out your Bible and read through with me and take notes, whatever you want to do. This is for you, however you want it to be. So I'm going to start with reading James 1 first, and then we'll get into it. James 1. This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings! Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field, the hot sun rises and the grass withers, the little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and He never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true word, and we, out of all of creation, became His prized possession. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So the first verse that sticks out to me is verse 2. And it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And the thing that stuck out to me was that when trouble comes, it is an opportunity for choosing joy, which is a choice. So then the next ones that stuck out to me were five through eight. And those talk about asking for wisdom and making sure that you don't have divided loyalty. But when you are asking for wisdom, like make sure your heart is postured towards him alone. Because if it's not, you won't receive and also you're unstable, which is not good. So verse 12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So, this is the first of many verses that talk about being patient through trials and temptations, and that being patient and waiting for the harvest, God will bless you. And verse 13 through 15 talks about being tempted and saying, Oh, God is tempting me. God doesn't tempt us, it comes from our own desires and from the enemy. And I think it's very important to think about that when dealing with those types of things so verse 17 and 18 say whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from god our father who created all the lights in the heavens he never changes or casts a shifting shadow he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word and we out of all creation became his prized possession And that's a really nice reminder that everything good and perfect is from God. And to him, we are good and perfect. We're his prized possessions. Kind of what I think about is, you know, when you are watching one of those rom-coms and the guy is like so happy to finally be with the girl and he's like showing her off to everyone, like she's this beautiful jewel, like that's how... God feels about us, but obviously on a higher level. I hope that makes sense. So verse 19 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. So from this verse, it shows that anger isn't a sin, it's an emotion. But before getting angry, try and listen to the other perspective first before letting that emotion take over everything. And in my Bible, there are a few cross-references, Proverbs 10.19. Probably should have marked these in my Bible so I could flip to them faster. And 10.19 says, Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. My mom always told me when I was little that God gave me two ears to hear and one mouth to speak. You're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak. So the next one is Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. What I get from this verse is that your reaction to something can cause emotions to come up in other people. Now, does that mean it's your fault? No, because we are all supposed to be able to control ourselves. But I think it's important to try and think about how our actions affect others or how we react to something will affect someone else. And the last cross-reference is Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Control your temper, for anger labels you a fool. I feel like this verse is a little self-explanatory. So the next set of verses is 22 through 25. Yeah, 22 through 25. And it says, But don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And this made me think about just how much time we spend looking in mirrors. Like I'm sitting at my desk recording and right in front of me is a mirror. So I sometimes will look at myself while I'm podcasting. And if I spent as much time as I do looking in the mirror, whether I just look in the mirror every day to do my makeup, or if I look in the mirror to brush my hair, brush my teeth, do my skincare routine, if I spent as much time as I am looking in the mirror, as I do studying the word of God, I would be way better off in my life because you know exactly what your face looks like but the more you read in the bible the more you see who god is and if you spent the same amount of time theoretically of course studying the bible as you did looking in the mirror say it takes you an hour to do your makeup every day and you spend an hour in the word every day just imagine how much you could learn about god and how much closer you could come to him just a little food for thought, um, but basically, like obedience to God is something that should be practiced like any other daily activity. And the more time you spend reading the Bible and getting to know God, you will be blessed. It literally says that's how the that's how that verse ends. God will bless you for doing it. So in the last verses are 26 and 27, and that says, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourselves. And your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Being able to have self-control and to control your words and emotions is what God wants. And getting more into the word and not allowing the world to corrupt you is what's going to be best for us in the long run. Because we're supposed to be living for God and living in the way that he wants us to live. And usually, way more often than not, the world is not living in a way that God wants us to live. So that is it for this week. Next week, we will get into chapter 2. So please let me know what you think. Send me your notes on James 1 if you have anything extra to add. I would love to hear it. And you can let us know on Instagram at Getting to Know God Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more people are going to be able to find this podcast and the more people that will hear the message that I'm sharing. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on Friday.